Welcome to the Solo Women RV Podcast, where we share stories, tips, and advice from solo women RVers, van lifers, and campers who are making their travel dreams come true. Whether you're just getting started in solo travel or are a seasoned expert, this show is for you. Join us. Just because you're solo doesn't mean you're alone. Here's your host, Kathy Belch. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode number 58. I've got a great guest this week. Her name is Joni Zander, and she is from the Galavan YouTube channel. I met Joni at the Descend on Bend gathering, and the thing that most impressed me about Joni and her channel is that her main inspiration for making videos is to help women get unstuck from living in a house and getting out on the road. She also hosts a community to help women RVers and van lifers connect with one another. I really enjoy her perspective and learned a lot from her in her five years of experience on the road. Let's listen in. Well, welcome, Joni. Today, my guest is Joni Zander, and Joni is the host of the Galavan YouTube channel. So, Joni, welcome. Thank you so much for being a guest today. Thanks, Kathy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm super excited. Joni and I met at Descend on Bend, and I got to learn a little bit about Joni's YouTube channel called The Galavan, where you do tours of different vans and build-outs, and I want to get into that a little bit, but let's back up a minute, and let's start. I know when we were in Bend, we were celebrating your five-year anniversary, five years of being full-time on the road. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what you travel in and kind of a little, just a little bit about your backstory of how you got into traveling full-time. Great. Sure. So, um, so I travel in the Galavan, that is the name of my van, and it is a 2015 Freightliner Sprinter, a 170 wheelbase high roof. So it is the medium height, medium length of the Sprinter options, a uh, four cylinder. And I designed it after researching for about five years <laughs> and um, hired a tiny house builder to build out my design. Oh, cool. That's great. And I have, I have been living in the same van all five years that I've been on the road. I have only slept out, slept in a bed that's not my own 12 nights out of five years. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. That's great. So you designed and built out your van after doing a lot of research but you weren't actually living in a van at the time you designed it. So have you made some changes and accommodations since you've been in it? No, not really. Nothing major. I have switched my bike, which made, made it so that I had to lift my bed, but, um, and I, I had to change out my refrigerator just because the fridge that I was using couldn't keep up with the temperatures. Um, but, both very minor fixes. <laughs> okay. So yeah, pretty much the same design um, the whole time. That's great. That's, I think that's kind of a rare, a rarity. I think a lot of people change up bands, change up how they want their layout and stuff like that. So obviously your research paid off. Yeah, now I did have a different design and then I went to an event. I don't know if they're still having it. It was a sprinter fest up in Tualatin and outside of Portland, Oregon. And, um, and I got in 
lots of different vans and felt how the layouts feel and changed up my design before I started building. Okay. Um, but knowing that, so I originally had a full, like behind the driver's seat, I had a whole counter and I realized going to Sprinter Fest that I wanted more of a lounge front area. So I ended up, which is where I'm sitting right now, actually. So I ended up with a bench opposite of the sliding door and then swivel seats uh, in the front. Okay. Very cool. And you primarily travel solo. Is that correct? I do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. With friends, with friends, sometimes by myself. Um, but yeah, I, I'm definitely in my van solo for sure. So with friends, you mean you're meeting up with other people who are mm-hmm. RVing or in their vans? Yes. Very yes. good. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about your YouTube channel, also called The Galavan, where you share videos of other nomads who either are living in RVs or van build outs. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you decided to do that channel? <laughs> well, I didn't start out on the road thinking that I was going to have a YouTube channel, not even a little bit. Um, I didn't even realize when I started that, um, that there were van build videos out there because when I started researching, that was 12 years ago that I started researching my van and, um, um, and I was just using, I already knew that I wanted a sprinter. So I used the sprinter source forum for all of my research. And so, um, I, at the first event that I went to was a van build party out in the desert in Arizona. And I met someone who had their own channel and, um, he didn't have, um, he didn't have internet or power in his van yet. And so I offered those services in my van. Um, and then he offered me a planet fitness shower as nomads do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and so I went in, um, went into town and he was filming while we were in town. And so I saw how he filmed and it seemed kind of fun. And then I saw how he edited and, And so I thought, well, let's see if this is fun for me. So I made a video. He sat with me while I edited my first video and it was fun and it didn't completely suck (laughs) my first video. So (laughs) what was your first video? My first video was um, the Petrified Forest National National Park. Okay. So the Petrified Forest National Park in Arizona. So at this van build party, uh, the host, Jamie Diamond of uh, Nomadic, Enigmatic Nomadic, he has guest vloggers every day make a video for his channel because he's busy building out vans. And so that night, my last night there, he asked me if I had a channel and I said, well, yes, I started it yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and seven, the guy who, who taught me how to, how to do it was standing right behind me and said, and it's good. And, uh, so, so I did my very second video was a video for a channel that at the time had 300,000 subscribers. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I got really lucky. Um, I, whenever anybody asks me how to get started on YouTube, I tell them do collaborations. Okay. Collaborations will skyrocket your channel and get you going really fast. I had over 2000 subscribers within my first two months 
and uh, which is a really high rate uh, for YouTube, at least back in the day. And, and unless you're, a, you know, already a pro, mm-hmm. um, that is a really good rate. So, uh, so yeah, that's how I got started. And at first it was just, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just playing with it. I was just doing what was fun. And I made a vow to only ever film things that fascinated me. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah, because I figure if I'm not fascinated, then it's just going to be flat. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so in the beginning I was doing, you know, road trips and things that I saw and whatever. And then I started, I started realizing that I really wanted to help women get on the road. Okay. And I had a platform that I could use to do that. And that gave my channel the focus that it needed to really grow because I love touring vans. And I especially love touring vans that women have designed and or built. And so I started touring vans with the intention of helping women get on the road, showing them the vast variety of rigs and vans that they could start with. Um, yeah. Yeah. I especially love touring like minivans or SUVs where someone's just, you know, thrown a bed in the back and a cooler and she gets out there. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't take a lot. It doesn't. It really doesn't, you know, a way to pee in the night, (laughs) you know, a way to make some food. Yeah. And a place to sleep. Exactly. Exactly. And so that has been the focus of my channel now for a few years now. Okay. So what is it about the van builds and designs by women that you find so fascinating? You know, I just love being in women's space and um, being a lesbian. I just love being around women. There's just something about that. And I love showcasing women who've just done it. You know, they've, Mm -hmm. they've really figured it out. And because so many people don't think we're capable. And Mm -hmm. I love showing women that we are capable. You can do this. You can figure this out. Even though I hired a tiny house builder, I wouldn't do that again. I I would build out my own. Okay. Um, But I didn't know at the time that, you know, I figured I didn't have the tools, strength or skills, but now I know I could, and I know people who could help me. That's wonderful. Yes. And there's so many people and resources out there to help you. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So by this point, you've probably toured hundreds, if not more vans. So what are the key things that you've learned from all of your van tours? The number one thing that I've learned is that everyone has her own priority And you have to figure out what your priorities are for your van, because there are so many different ways that you could build a van. There are so many different solutions to every single issue that we all have. And so you need to figure out what your priority is. What are some priorities that you've, that you've seen that people have? Well, I mean, I can share mine. So my whole van is all about having my comfortable bed and a way to make really high quality food wherever Mm. I go. Okay. Um, So that was my priority in my van. So I have like a lot of solar, a lot of my inverters really big because I have a Vitamix blender. (laughs) Okay. um, You know, that's not something that everybody needs, right? (laughs) So some women 
are really into either building or some hobby, you know, you have to think about what are the things that you want to do, what, because a van is, or any kind of RV is a tool to get you to where you want to go. And, and so figuring out where it is that you think you're going to want to go. Now I did not have this dialed in when I built my van, but, um, but I knew that I wanted to be able to boondock. Mm. Um, and for, for those listeners who aren't familiar with that term, boondocking means that you're out on public land with no services whatsoever. So you have to bring in, bring in and bring out everything. So you have to provide your own water, your own food, your own way to, to toilet and your own way to deal with your waste in a, a responsible manner. And so I knew I wanted to do that. So I did put in a lot of power. Um, I have a huge water tank um, that actually was kind of an accident. The, the guy who was doing my systems, he had done systems for Thong Coach, which is the multi-million dollar bus coach conversions that, you know, movie stars. Oh, okay. And he asked me how much water I needed. And I didn't know. I had, you know, I had no <laughs> idea. And I said, oh, something small. He's like, how about 40 gallons? I'm like, sure, that sounds good. Oh, well, wow. come to find out <laughs> 40 gallons in a van is a lot of water. But that means that I can be out for a month because yeah. I'm very, very good at re- conserving that resource. And so that just gives me so much more flexibility. Yeah, you must have learned a lot along the way in five years. You said when you started out, you weren't great at boondocking and you must have learned a few things. So do you have anything to share that you've, I want to hear what you've learned from other people's builds, but what have you learned just from your own experience? From my own, yeah, from my own experience. Um, It's so funny because I think I spent as much on campground fees in my first year as I have the following four years. <laughs> okay. Uh, because I actually found that I don't like to be in a campground. Um, I know that newbies often feel more safe in a campground and I just don't, I feel like I'm too close to people. Um, you know, if I can hear them, if I can, you know, smell their food or their cigarette smoke or whatever, I am very much too close. Okay. So when I first started out, I thought <laughs> that I was going to visit all 48 contiguous states and see all the national parks in a year and then (gasps) ship my van overseas. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, my first year I got, so from Oregon, so I'm from Corvallis, Oregon, from Oregon, I got as far East as Durango, Colorado, my first year. (laughs) But what I learned was that I prefer people over places. Mm. Um, so I met, I met community on the road and, uh, nomadic community is very, very different than sticks and bricks community, um, sticks and bricks community. People are busy. You don't really see each other. You have to really schedule like far ahead and, you know, coordinate all these schedules and nomadic community, you're camping together. You're, you know, you're available if you, you know, even so I, camp a lot with friends who work full-time on the road and digital nomads and we'll go for a dog walk in the morning before they start work and then they might take a longer break for lunch and we'll go on a short hike or you know every evening we're doing something 
dance party, a movie night, a game night, um, just hanging out. I don't actually camp with people who do campfires. I'm not a big campfire person, but, but just that hanging out, that just relaxed community and getting to know each other so quickly um, and so well compared to anywhere else I've lived. Wow. That's incredible. So I know we met at Descend on Bend. Where are some places where you've met community? The place that I met the most of my community is um, the Escapers Annual Bash, which has changed and morphed over the years and has become much more of a thing. It's definitely louder and faster now than it was the first year that I that I went. But um, but really any and that so the escapers events are more RVers, big RVers. In fact, that first year, I think there were only a handful of us in vans. A lot of my friends who I've known on the road um, who had RVs have changed to vans in the okay. last few years. And, right. and and we travel together more. But um yeah, because it's so much more flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, but really any nomadic gathering, if if it suits your personality, you know, you're just looking for those people who, who you click with. I, I don't really do really well with very loud people, like, you know, lots and lots of energy. Um, and so I'm kind of, you know, off to the sidelines on these big events, but I'm also looking around and finding the other people who are off on the sidelines. Like, I mean, when, when we met our, we set up our camp at the very edge of the event. Right. We sure did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we were right at the exit. <laughs> and so, I mean, that camp was so cohesive. And I think it was because we were all seeking that, you know, we were all seeking that being out on the edge and walking into the events and then escaping the events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I, I have, I have had a hard time going to events there. They can be a little overwhelming. So for those of you and nomadic life does attract a lot of introverts, right? For sure. A lot of people who just, you know, stuff is a little too much. And, um, one of the benefits to being a nomad is that, um, if you find the right group of people, everyone understands that you need your alone time. You need, you know, if you're just hanging out in your van for the night, it's no big deal. It's, you know, not an offense to anyone, right? (laughs) You're you're just doing your thing. And that is one thing that I really like about nomadic community is that understanding that we all have our own specific needs. We all have our own little happy bubbles that we drive around and, um, and we get to converge together and camp together but we all have our own little space, our own safe space that we, that we have the way we want it. Awesome. I love that. That's such a great story. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, So those are some of the things you've learned about how to find community. What are the things you've learned maybe from some of the van tours that you've done, especially for like someone like me, I'm in an RV. I'm thinking about getting a van now. Um, so what kinds of things have you learned that you might share with some of my listeners who are thinking about getting into van life Hmm. about the builds or about the lifestyle? Like just kind of, I mean, I, I liked what you said about thinking what your priorities are. You talked about cooking Mm -hmm. for me, it's having a workspace to write for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But what do you have any other? I mean, that was a great tip. Do you have anything else to add to that? I do. So especially for those of you who are still in sticks and bricks, and I, I presume by now you understand what I mean by that. You're in an <laughs> apartment or a house. We call that sticks and bricks. And um, if you're still there, if you're, if you're just trying to figure out what rig suits you, how much space you need, I really encourage you to look at your daily habits and really write, even just if you even write down, like what space do you use? Do you use the recliner? Do you, you know what, because you'll notice that you use just a fraction of the space that you have and you'll use those, those things, those spaces over and over and over again. And then in the kitchen, figure out like, so what I did was I, I measured how big the fridges are. So I measured you know, the space in the fridge, I think is 4.7 cubic feet um, was my fridge. And so I measured that out in my fridge and I limited myself to that. Like I put tape in my fridge. Oh, great idea. And um, so this is how I have just the one van because I haven't had to change it. Right. Um, so I taped out my fridge and I made myself limit to just that. And then I figured out like what what pans do I need to take? Oh, I can use just my seven inch cast iron pan um, for, and then my instant pot, my three quart instant pot, and that I can do all of my cooking in that. And I limited myself to that before I made the permanent decisions, but also know that none of these decisions are actually permanent. You can always switch it out. You can always change stuff out. It, costs a little more when you, when you're changing stuff out, but, um, but you can, you know, make changes, but I really, really looked at what I was using, how much space I was using, what I needed. Like I've always been kind of a slumpy worker. I, I tend to not sit at a, at a table or a desk. I, even when I had them available, I generally didn't do that. And so I knew that I didn't need to create that space in my van. Now you, you know, Kathy, you're, you're saying that you know that you need that and that's fabulous. That is a really great thing to know. Um, but if you just, as you're thinking about getting on the road and getting into this lifestyle, really pay attention to what you actually use in your life right now. Um, a lot of people, one thing I've noticed is that a lot of people think that they're going to become a better version of themselves when they get on the road. But you are going to be you. If you have bad habits, you're probably going to take those bad habits on the road. If you have good habits, you're probably going to take those good habits on the road. Um, I haven't seen people change their personalities very much yeah. going from sticks and bricks to being a nomad. I've certainly seen them change their living situation and, um, and their relationship situations, but you yourself are probably not going to change as much as you think you are. Okay. Those are all, those are all great, great advice. Thanks for all of that. Thanks yeah. for all of that, Joni. Um, so that's the end of my questions. Joni, is there anything else that you want, wanted to say before, before we end this interview? that you want to make sure um, that people know or hear or think about a lot of 
a lot of people, as they get on the road, they have trouble finding community. Um, I would recommend that you get into some Facebook groups that even if you're not on Facebook and you hate Facebook, I would really recommend getting into Facebook just for these Facebook groups. And we and do have a, we also have our own Facebook group associated with this podcast. So I'll put the link for that in the end. Great. And I do have a Facebook group for the Galavan. It's called Gal Adventures. Oh, good. Okay. And, um, so I had, um, I had created a women's care, a virtual caravan when the pandemic started for Homes on Wheels Alliance. And I've taken a hiatus from that for a year and a half. And I just started back up on my own channel, on my own, in my own Facebook group, Gal Adventures, Thursday nights at five Pacific, we're having a nomadic women's virtual happy hour. And it's a place to get to know other nomads, to talk about a specific, to kind of deep dive into a specific topic, but dive into those Facebook groups, figure out, like, feel it out, see if you like the people. And when I join a Facebook group, I'm, I don't introduce myself right away. I, I read a lot and see if, if, if I resonate with the members who are already there. And then if I do resonate, then I introduce myself and I start participating. I know a lot of folks who have trouble finding their nomadic community. They go into those Facebook groups and they lurk. And you're not going to find your people if you lurk because you're not, they're not going to know you. They're not going to get a sense of your personality or if they vibe with you at all. So even if it's against your, you know, your comfort zone, I would recommend that you really participate. And then when you go to find the events um, and uh, I'll give Kathy a link for a really good website. Um, Vacay Vans has a great list of van events and go to some events and participate say yes get out of your comfort zone to meet the people you want to meet now i'm not saying do things that you know you don't like to do um, because you're not going to find the right people doing that but do things that you do like to do like if they're having if you like to knit and they're having a knitting circle go and participate and talk to people even if it's uncomfortable. Um, and because that's really the only way you're going to create nomadic community is by participating and meeting people. And you really only have to meet a small handful of people and then they'll introduce you to more people. So yeah. I, I know that that's a real concern for a lot of women when they're getting on the road. Um, when I, uh, one of the things that I do um, with the Gallo Ventures group is I have membership questions. And one of my questions is to select the challenges that you think you have about getting on the road. So, so I have almost a thousand women in this group and they've all answered those questions. So I have mm. some pretty good data as far as like what concerns women have um, finding and building out a rig, finding nomadic community and figuring out where to go are the, are definitely the top things. Um, and then also making money on the road. I do answer that through the Galavan YouTube channel. I have a series that's women working on the road. Yeah. I watched some of those. Make money. Yes. Yeah. That was great. Fun. Yeah. And it's interesting. Um, so one of the questions that you had for me that we didn't cover and maybe, maybe it's not of interest is the most popular videos. Oh yeah. Um, Let's talk about that. Channel. Um, so 
all of the most popular videos, the ones that get the most views are van tours. Um, in fact, I have one van tour that has over 2 million views. Now I only have 3 million views on my channel. So, so one video has made up two thirds of the views. Wow. Um, Who is that person? Is it somebody famous or? Like she what's... wasn't then, okay. <laughs> but that helped launch her. La that helped launch her as an influencer on Instagram. It, it's Kristen from Where the Road Forks. Oh yeah, I follow um, her. She, she doesn't even have that van anymore, um, but she barely even had an Instagram when when I did that van tour. <laughs> so, um, but um, what was it popular... about? What was it about that video? Do you think that made it so popular? Man, if I knew I would recreate it <laughs> over and over again, but yeah. I do not know. It's just that YouTube picked it up and served it up to a lot of people. Um, but so, so I do van tour videos, rig tour videos, and, um, and then I do these other videos that are very specific to helping women get on the road. And the ones that are very specific to helping women get on the road don't actually make me a lot of money because they don't have a lot of views, but they're the ones that are going to actually help someone get on the road. The van tours, a lot of people like to watch van tours, lots and lots and lots of views. Those are the, the videos that make me money. Um, but I continue to do the women working on the road series because women need that information. So, so there's this, this balance between popular videos um, that are also helpful, but um, my theory is that the, the fancier the rig, the less helpful it is to getting someone on the road, right? Right. Because, that, because it raises the bar too high. Yeah. And, um, and so the, what I call those Instagram perfect bands, which I love, we all love watching those. We all love touring them. Um, I, especially when a woman has designed and created it out of an empty cargo van herself, love those. Um, but the, the, the minivan tour where the woman just has a piece of plywood over storage bins with a mattress on top and then plastic bins for her kitchen She's been living in that for three years, very comfortably. She's figured out how to make it all work for her. And that is a video that is going to help women get from be feeling stuck in a house to getting on the road and, and seeing this amazing country. Yeah. And so, so if you're a woman who has built out a minivan or an SUV and you're rocking it, please contact me. I really want to showcase your ingenuity. Um, every single van I've toured has something unique to that van that I've never seen, never thought of that is going to help somebody else figure out a solution. Great. Awesome. Now, Joni, do you mainly do full-time nomads or anyone who's looking to get on the road, whether full-time, part-time? It does not matter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because it, you know, there's, there's no hierarchy, <laughs> you know, um, some, it, as long as women are out there exploring and enjoying themselves, um, I'm all for it. Very good. Well, thank you, Joni. This has been so great chatting with you and we'll put some links 
in the show notes where people can connect up with your Facebook group and your YouTube channel and some of the other things that you did mention in this interview. So I want to thank you very much. So what's next for you? You've had five years now on the road. What's next for the Galavan? Oh my gosh, who knows? <laughs> really, um, I don't plan a lot ahead of time. Generally, um, this summer I went up to Alaska with a couple of friends. Um, I made that decision like two weeks before we left. Oh, okay. <laughs> so wow. They they kept. I mean, they had had it planned for months, and they kept asking me to go. And they're like, "You should just come with us." And uh, so I did, and was in Alaska for two months. Um, so it's funny because I obviously. I'm a planner, you know, I, I was able to plan out this van very on target, but, um, but I've just learned to go from one, one target to another. And I don't like to have too many things where I'm rushing to get somewhere. I'm the same. Yeah. Um, and so after that, I think I'm going to spend some time in Baja this winter. Um, but I also, I do have a piece of property that I picked up last fall in Tucson and, um, that property, the, the sole purpose of that property is to help women build out vans. So purchased a lot of tools with a friend of mine and we're, and so we're going to be having at least one van build this winter, probably, um, probably February, March time frame is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Make sure you let us know when that's happening and we'll get the word out yeah. about that. Yeah. And that is for women only <laughs> and uh, because the, it is women's face. And uh, so, yeah, uh, Very good. Help, helping women get on that road, women or, helping each other change, yep, yeah. or change something out in their van. Um, we're not doing anything super complicated there. It's basic, basic, basic. You know, if you, if you need a bed or you need your bed rebuilt, um, we're, we're there to help, but you need to have the supplies and the plan and the, and most of the effort, Yeah, <laughs> so, but we have tools. <laughs> Great. And a space and space. Yes. We don't have covered space, but you don't need it there. Okay. It, it doesn't, doesn't generally rain in the winter there. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Joni, thank you so much. This has been really wonderful to have you on. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. I really want to thank Joni again for taking the time to share all of her wisdom and knowledge with us. Here are my key takeaways. Number one, if you want to get started on YouTube, one of the best ways to gather followers is to do collaborations with other folks with YouTube channels. Number two, the focus of the Galavan YouTube channel is to help and inspire women get on the road by showing them different van builds and ways to live on the road. Number three, it doesn't take a big RV or a fancy build to get out and be on the road. Joni loves to highlight women who have very simple van builds. Number four, the most important thing for you to figure out before building or buying a van or an RV is to know what your priorities are for living in a van or RV. Number five, if you're planning to get into RV or van life, really notice where you spent your time in your current living situation 
to determine what kind of features you'll want in your van. Try limiting yourself to just the amount of space that you'll eventually have. Number six, if you're looking to meet other women nomads, join Joni's Facebook group. The link will be in the show notes and step out of your comfort zone to participate and meet other members. And number seven, finally, if you're a woman who has built out a van or a minivan, get in touch with Joni. She would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to the Solo Women RV podcast. Please join our email list over at solowomenrv.com to stay up to date on all things solo travel related. And if you like what you heard today, please consider becoming a podcast sponsor. Details can be found over at anchor.fm slash Kathy hyphen Belge. And if you know someone who would benefit from what we talked about today, please share this episode with them or leave us a review over on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps and makes it easier for others to find us. The Solo Women RV podcast theme music is Field Station by Nicole Potolsky. And until next week, we'll see you out there on the road.